introduce yourself? Hi, so my name is Jamila Rouser. I am a black and Latina writer. I co-founded Key Girl Brunch, founded Straight Outta Gotham, and also write comics, and Wash Day is my first one. Yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned it, because I was going to get that plug in there no matter what. <laughs> Thank you. But um, I wanted to see how you felt about Childish Gambino's This Is America, the um, combination song and music video. Like, what was your reaction when you first looked at it? It, uh, when I was done watching the video, I needed like a moment <laughs> because it was, there was so much to digest in the visuals and in the lyrics. And I just was like, Whatever I watched, I'm still trying to understand it all, but it was very powerful. Like, there's some very clear and obvious um, sort of things that he shows us with the video and with the song, but I felt like there's a lot to dissect, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's the viol there's this, like, juxtaposition that he has going on with, like, the sort of lighthearted dancing, the fun stuff, uh, and then musically with, like, the trap beats and stuff like that, or um, the black choir, actually. Yeah, yeah. And then it switches to like trap beats, rapping, uh, and violence and gunshots and people like getting murdered, which like is such a, a like great example of what we kind of go through as black people in America. Um, we are able to sort of find so much joy and exude so much like joy and um, happiness despite this ongoing sort of oppression and racism that we experience. And I think the Black Choir is such a great example of that because I think the reason why Black Choirs sound so um, beautiful is because of the pain, like the, the intense pain that like we've gone through as a people. Mm. Um, I think it makes it more unique than any other sort of choirs. Like I think black choirs are very special and unique in that way. The hope that we're trying to instill is very specific. Um, I mean, a lot of people can like get inspiration from it, but mm. I think black people specifically can get like, get like a very specific kind of hopefulness, um, from it as like a people. Yeah, they're kind of um, triumphant, if that's the best yes. word for it. Yes, uh, truly. And and it's such a like, I feel like there's like so much emotion in it versus just like, we're just singing these lyrics that are on the page. It's like, no, there's a lot going on with how we're presenting, you know, these hymns and songs and things like that. So um, it's really those like, it's that jarring sort of like happiness, lightheartedness, hopefulness. And then that like, we're still getting shot down. We're still experiencing racism and we still got to get that money. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's so sad too, is that like, there's a line in the song where he's saying like, you know, grandma would tell me like, get your money, black man, get your money. Mm -hmm. And like, everybody knows, of course, like classism and racism are like interwoven Mm -hmm. So there's the there's the idea and sort of truth that like the more money you have, the less sort of uh, oppression you like. You can't buy your way out of racism. And some people believe that you can like OJ, you know, I'm not black. I'm OJ kind of thing. And maybe even Kanye with his recent rants. Um, but 
you can sort of buy your way out of certain sort of like uh, oppression situations. Like you can buy a way out of the hood and things like that. So you can lead like a better, more safer life than if you were in the hood, but you're still black in America and that's never going to change. So you can have all the money that you want, but you can still get pulled over and shot by a cop. And so can somebody who is living in the hood. It doesn't matter. You know, even with T.I. who got arrested for trying to get into his um, gated community. Yeah, that like, was wild. Right? I'm just like, first off, y'all don't know T.I. lives here. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't need ID. Like, you can Google him. And, like, it's it's just experiences like that that happen so often um, that it's just like Young Thug sort of ends it, too with like a these two lines where he's like you're just a black man in this world just a barcode and it kind of just sums up like no matter what you're doing you're still black in america like getting money trapping dancing singing isn't really going to change that it kind of gets us through like our life a little bit easier sometimes but at the end of the day america is racist as fuck yeah (laughs) so yeah. That's not going to change. I really like your point about black resilience because, um, like, we go through so much, but, you know, we can still dance and sing and basically make American culture super bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's because of us. And it's that whole, like, you know, laughing to, to prevent yourself from crying situation. Like, we we got a really shitty hand. So we're just trying to make, (laughs) we're trying to make the best of it because if not, like, like we're already probably like very depressed anyway, off bat, Mm -hmm. you know? So just trying to like find the pockets of joy that we can as much as possible keeps us sane. Um, yeah, man. (laughs) How did you find out about this uh, music video? And also, did you watch the video first or listen to the song first? I watched the video first. It was Twitter. Um, it was, I just, once the video came out, like he tweeted about it, it was all over my feed and I watched it almost immediately, I think. And I was just like, it fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? like the, I just didn't know what to expect. Cause I didn't like see people, see people's reactions yet. I just saw like retweets or just like, wow, or things like that. So watching it, it I was coming off like, you know, blind into this situation. I really think Gambino is growing like so rapidly as an artist. It's crazy from like the beginning, which was like, uh, not that great. I mean, he was <laughs> whack. Like we can be honest. He was, he was pretty whack. Like it was kind of embarrassing. Um, but I feel like with each album, he just like grows at this like exponential rate. It's insane. And, um, I'm super excited to kind of see what he does because he just keeps getting better and, and better. Um, and this, I'm excited for whatever albums coming out of this. Um, he's just super dope. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what's the black choir? Was that kind of the strongest or, um, most affecting image in the video for you? I think so because, well, I mean the first, the first gunshot, like when he kills the, who I think ended up being like, I found out later that that was Trayvon Martin's father. Oh no, it's actually video? just a, a random oh. guitarist. Ah, okay. Somebody said, yeah, that people were saying that. that. And I was like, so, that's a lot. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. See, can't believe everything on Twitter. I'm glad you, you, uh, fact checked me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
I mean, I think that was a big one, but I think it was really the choir. I mean, his expressions in the video, his dancing is so strong and emotive. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just a really great video to watch like over and over because there's so much going on. Um, He does a really good job and you can tell that his acting played a big role in like how effective he was with his body language. Yeah, no Um, doubt. Even the end when he's running away from, it looks like white people, he looks terrified and it's really scary and it ends that way. Who are you? Hi, I'm uh, Jacob Shapiro. I'm a comic book store owner from Washington, D.C. What did you think of This Is America? Um, I love This Is America. It's great. I, um, full disclosure, I am a white dude. <laughs> but I, I've been really enjoying Donald Glover's work on Atlanta lately. Mm-hmm. I was never uh, the biggest fan of Childish Gambino. I, 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 this 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 goes back far. I I remember watching his videos when he did Derek comedy. Oh yeah, his little YouTube comedy troupe back when he was an NYU student. And it's and it's been funny seeing him come up. And when he first started doing rap, and people thought it was a joke, and he was gonna do some Lonely Island kind of stuff. And then and he's like, no, I'm a serious rapper. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it had always kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way, just because it felt like it was so easy for him to like shed his rapper skin when he wanted it and put it back on when he wanted it. Mm-hmm. And like we've talked about, I, that, obviously that's true for all rappers um, and all musicians and celebrities in general. Yeah. Um, but it just seemed it because you see him in TV shows and you see him do so many other things, it's, it seems that much more glaring for him. Um, and then when Awake in My Love came out, I. I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar stan. I, w- I thought like, oh, you know, Kendrick Lamar did the same thing with To Pimp a Butterfly two years ago as far as it being like a 70s funk throwback kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and is this a gimmick? What's he going to do next? And then and then he put out Atlanta. And Atlanta, I love Atlanta. Everything about Atlanta is great. It's it's the best thing on television right now. It, uh, it's everything... It, it's everything I want to see in a show. It hits all sorts of socio-political, gender, sex things you want to talk about, mm-hmm. and and it's funny because it's great because he's he's not the rapper in the show, which is kind of. <laughs> I think when it was first announced, everyone thought it would be like sort of a like a sort of eight a, mile kind yeah, of yeah, sort of yeah. an eight mile like semi-autobiographical thing. Atlanta has been amazing, and it actually in the second season of Atlanta, once you hit that Teddy Perkins episode, yeah, which you know is maybe. I, it may be one of my favorite, all-time favorite TV episodes. It made me go back and re-listen to Awaken My Love, and suddenly I enjoy that album a lot more. Yeah, because that's interesting. I've realized that it has this whole like Southern Gothic, like specific like Black Southern Gothic vibe to it. Uh, I mean, because that episode of the show does, and then you go back and the album has that too. Yeah, and that's something that Kendrick wasn't doing at all on on uh, To Pimp Butterfly. This this uh, Black Southern Gothic aesthetic that uh that plays up a lot of actually a lot of what ron was talking about in his uh panel the other day of uh playing up a lot of racist black caricatures and turning them on their heads Mm -hmm. uh he does that a lot anyway that's to say that this is america came out and it to me it perfectly encapsulates a lot of the stuff that donald glover has been doing in his work with atlanta Mm -hmm. i feel lucky that i was able to watch it before any of the gifts came out i think it just i was like because it came out i think it came out on midnight the night it came out and i was just like up late, couldn't sleep, 
I think was it? It might have been the night after Free Comic Book Day. Anyway, I had a long day and it yeah. came up late, and I just popped up. I watched it, and I love you watch the opening segment. There's an old man with a guitar. Uh, you think it's gonna be this peppy, sunny thing, and then uh, he does this weird little dance, and then he pulls out the gun, and you like there's this like there's this like half second between him pulling out the gun and you see what happens, and you you you're like, oh, is, is he gonna do it? Is he gonna? Do it? Oh, yep, he did. Yeah, and <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It's. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it touches on a lot of things he's been he's been touching in Atlanta, and listening to the song later, I don't think the song stands as well on its own. Mm. I think it's a fine song, but definitely it's created for the visuals and Donald Glover being Donald Glover and being so involved in, you know, in film and television and music. Definitely, he was thinking about the visuals being associated with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, and he dropped the song with the video. It wasn't like he dropped the song and the video yeah. came a week later. Uh, definitely, they're meant to be experienced together. Um, but there's a little part of me that can't help but feel like it does a lot of what Kendrick Lamar did uh, in his single All Right, uh, which came out in 2014, 2015. Mm -hmm. um, but because it's Donald Glover, it seems a little more palatable for white audiences. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know I had mentioned this to you before, and you said, oh, well, white people love Kendrick Lamar. He doesn't <laughs> want a Pulitzer Prize. And yeah, that's true. And also, there's the caveat of like, I'm a white audience member, yeah. too, and I love Kendrick Lamar. But I, I was talking to my, my uh, close friend, Jabari Sellers. He was saying he thinks that in Kendrick Lamar's album, To Pimp a Butterfly, and that specific song and video, all right, that Kendrick is maybe speaking more specifically to a black audience, whereas oh, Donald sure. Glover uh, or Childish Gambino in This Is America is maybe act, maybe he's speaking to his, to his big and growing non-black audience. I hadn't and, thought about that. And is he asking when is he when he's saying this is America, is he is he like showing his white audience like this is what I go through as a black man? Yeah. I don't know. And clearly he's wanting to raise up a bunch of questions and people are having huge debates online, so it's sort of getting I mean like it worked. It, it's accomplishing <laughs> his goal. People are arguing about it. I don't know. Cause I this is America. It's really great. Do you and then I, I question a little bit, but then obviously like I'm questioning it as like, is this meant too much for white audiences? But like, yeah. I'm the white audience, so that it is like very hypocritical for me in a way. Do you have, um, do you have like a favorite moment or piece aspect of the video? I mean, definitely the first time that he pulls out the gun and shoots the guy with the bag on his head. Yeah, uh, is the moment that like made me sit up in my seat and made me realize this is what ha this is what's happening. And then the second time he does it when he has the gospel choir behind him mm -hmm. and he pulls them out and shoots all of them and that time you're expecting it a little bit more yeah uh, but the fact that it's done it's like so quickly um it actually it makes me think of another Kendrick Lamar thing it makes me think of I think it was Kendrick Lamar's Grammy performance one of his recent award show performances um he was performing what would become King's Dead off the Black Panther soundtrack I think at the time it hadn't dropped yeah uh he he has a moment where he's standing on there on stage and there's a bunch of backup dancers dressed in all red hoodies and mm -hmm. then and he like on stage he like shoots all the backup dancers um I didn't know that I yeah. wonder if there's like a, an interplay there. Yeah, I, uh, I maybe it's just because I'm such a Kendrick stan that I can't help but think <laughs> of him all the time. Yeah. Um, but to me, I feel like a lot of what Childish Gambino is doing, Kendrick Lamar has been doing for a while, um, but Kendrick Lamar is still a little bit rougher around the edges mm -hmm. uh, than Donald Glover is. And, you know, in interviews and stuff, Kendrick Lamar is, you know, he's, you can tell he's a little more introverted in his personal life. He hasn't and, been as famous yeah. for as long as Donald Glover yeah. has. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, they're they're both geniuses. I, it's uh, I mean, and and obviously, more than one person, you know, more than one person can have that conversation on the black yeah. identity in America. It's not, <laughs> it's not like okay, you know, you're the one person who can talk about this. Everyone else is copying. Yeah, yeah, this is gorilla. Woo. 
Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the pad. Yeah, yeah, I'm so cold like yeah. Yeah, I'm so dull like yeah. Woo, we gon' blow like yeah. Chris, who are you? Hi, I'm Chris Butcher. I am a festival director for a comics festival called TCAF, and I am a white guy who lives in Toronto, Canada. And were you a Childish Gambino fan before this video? Uh, I liked Donald Glover's work a lot uh, in like acting, but uh, I hadn't listened to a lot of his music before now. I'd listened to a couple of things, and it hadn't really grabbed in to me, you know? Mm-hmm. And how did you find out about the video? How could you not find out about the video? Yeah, fair point. <laughs> uh, it was literally everywhere uh, as soon as it was released uh, one evening, uh, and it was just like everyone was talking about it uh, almost instantly. So I guess Twitter technically, but yeah, uh, it was a little bit. Uh, it was it was very. I don't know. It was very re- revolutionary in the fact that it's. It was like when Beyonce dropped uh, uh, Lemonade. It's just like no, this is here now, and like everyone is talking about it. Yeah, this uh, is the discourse of the day. This no, but not even the day. Like this is like all right. This is what we're going to talk about from now on, and it, it took a long time to fade. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the video when you first saw it? Kind of like broad strokes. Like, what was your reaction? Uh, good. Like, I sort of, I was watching it, and just as it ended, I was like, good, okay. Like, someone is, like, I don't know. It's it's complicated for me because uh, I, I really respect that he's got a lot of things to say, Um but it doesn't always necessarily matter uh, when you have something smart to say. But he's got something smart to say, and it's woven with something that is at the same time uh, super high production quality, like super like slick looking, and but also uh, really visceral uh, and also really artistic too. And it was just like, good. This is something that people are not going to be able to write off because it ha- it hits all these different points. Like he's going to talk about some things that he's talking about, but at the same time, uh, he's done it in such a way that he can't be ignored. And I thought, good. <laughs> like I'm glad we have this piece of art. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely expressing a position, but do you think that the position is more of a conversation starter or like something else? Uh, I actually feel bad that we're getting to this conversation so late <laughs> because <laughs> if we could have uh, like two weeks ago or like right, right after it dropped, I'd have been like, Oh, he's trying to say all these things. But as we've seen more and more people um, pulling apart different things in the video, people have already made their reactions. I'm starting to realize that um, it's not like, yeah, he's got, he's saying some things obviously, but at the same time um, he is saying them in such a way that, he, that it's not a statement. It, it is a question. I think uh, he really wants to like, he wants to talk about, violence but he wants to put he wants to insert himself in the narrative as both victim and aggressor uh in a in a gun violence conversation and like you can't just take one thing from that obviously he wants you to take at least two things you know and then you start to think well well he's you know he's almost playing different characters as he moves along as well so maybe there's a third thing there and you just start to like pull all the things out and realize that like He's not just saying one thing. He doesn't want you to just react one way. And he's not just taking one position. He has a lot of things to say. And it's why I think so many people have had such 
diverse reactions to the video, why people get like angry at certain parts as well. Um, not just the like, this is too, this is too violent, I can't watch this. Which man, I get that, but yeah, there's just a lot going on. Uh, there's a lot going on in this video that resists an easy interpretation or resists saying this is his position, and I think that that's actually probably good. Yeah, I think so too. It makes um, like I've had a lot of fun talking about the video with people. Which is kind of honestly the whole reason why I'm doing uh, this podcast is just to get a bunch of different takes. Yeah, fair. Well, since we're talking about me already, but what yeah. did you what did you like about the video? Like, what did you really what really resonated with you? Uh, it was the um, I might have mentioned this to you in person, but the fact that he shoots a uh, black man with a guitar and a church choir because yeah. those are the roots of American music and American culture in a lot of ways, uh, like rock and roll and uh, R and B. And I feel like those are really pointed choices. Yes. Like, especially for a creator like him who just did, like, a throwback funk album, uh, was it last year or year before? It, like, took the world by storm, and everyone was like, oh, no, he's an artiste now. Like, this is, we got to pay attention to this guy. It's like, he definitely <laughs> knows history. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting oh, seeing yeah, yeah. him pulling all that together into, like, what's, like, a really good danceable song about how life is not necessarily great. Yeah, I saw people dancing to this song, and I didn't know how I felt about that. I got to be completely honest with you. Yeah, it's weird, uh, right? I, yeah, I uh, and people were really going for it, uh, and it was just like, you know, it's that kind of thing where it's like, if like this comes on in a club and like black people want to dance to it, like okay, I got no comment and no position on which to make a comment on that. But like, when it is a diverse crowd, I was just. I don't know how comfortable I am with this. Actually, this is a weird song to dance to when you start to really think about it, actually. Uh, Cause it is, it is at times indicting uh, enjoying this music as entertainment. And like, they don't like, he doesn't necessarily not want you to dance to it, but he certainly is like, know what you're doing by dancing to this. Cause I'm part of the problem. Uh, it's, it's kind of, I don't know, man. Like, yeah, I seen sports <laughs> mascots dancing to it, and that was the one where I was like, "Oh, huh." <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, huh. I I don't know if you guys have thought all this this all the way through. What you want? What this says when you're saying it? So, yeah, yeah. Would there's you, a lot of that in this video. You can't like that's the other thing. You can't really pull individual parts out. Uh, he's really created this thing that is like a song and a video as a discrete. As like a unit, you know what I mean? Yeah, the experience uh, is different with just audio versus audio and video, especially. And if you're trying to pull, like, I've got the video running in the background on silent right now, and if you try to pull any of the images away from this, uh, they're, you know, alternately, like, beautiful and beautifully shot or horrific uh, when when he sh- shoots. Um, but also, like, the dimension that the musicality adds to it is is huge like you can't you can't pull stuff out of this probably the only thing i saw online about this so far um was comparing it to uh comparing the work here it's something that like david lynch would make where it's like what is the video about and lynch's lynch's whole thing about his work is the work is what the work is about i'm not going to answer questions i gave you the answer it is the work like Mm -hmm. the work is itself and i think um there's just so much going on in this video that it's like, yeah, this is its own answer. Like, just meditate on it and, you know, like, internalize it. And uh, and don't don't try to pull it apart. Don't try to make, don't try to digest it necessarily. But, like, 
just keep rolling it around. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's probably probably how I ultimately look at it. Like it's it's not meant to be digested. It's not meant to be pulled into little pieces. But here we are doing a podcast about it. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> what's nice is everyone yeah. I've talked to has had a pretty different take. So it's almost. Uh, like it means everything and nothing at the same time because it's all what we bring to it. Well, nothing Absolutely. is extreme, but you know what I mean. I don't think it's all. Well, sorry. Yeah, you know what? In that way, in the way that it's all that it's all what we bring to it is that we all participate uh, in society, um, and that like in that way we all bring these expectations to it. But like, there are some pretty good pretty interesting takes on this video from like around the world uh, as well like there's something here that definitely resonates with people outside of the, outside of uh, North America outside of America and outside of I don't know yeah it's uh, I'm sorry I just got to the end and it's just brutal every single time um, every time it's brutal yeah uh, so what was um, I've asked actually I think everybody this but what was the most like resonant or remarkable image that you got from the video like what stuck with you the most oh like that that's that second shot where he shoots the shoots the black guy on the head while he's in a while he's bound and and gagged or mm. bound and has a head over his head is just like like the church choir obviously is probably depends on <laughs> depends on some shit but it was just like uh there's a definite you're watching this thing. You're not quite sure where it's going, and then literally take no prisoners uh, from the from like the second shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we are like this this person who's a prisoner will not survive this, and that sets the tone for the rest of it for me. Like that's just such an amazing, uh, amazing in the classical sense, not amazing like an awesome sense, but like an an very strong image yeah uh, it's, it's stuck with me for the last little while actually the beginning of the song just comes in is just what's like running in my head <laughs> over and over again it's, it's almost uh, like it's an intro a, to a happier song oh it is it's absolutely like that obviously is supposed to pull the rug the wool out you know like pull the rug out from under you mm-hmm. um when he, when he shoots the guy at the beginning of the video uh where you go from one thing to another thing and it's interesting listening to the song without the video because those breaks uh are a lot harder you don't have the gunfire for one um so like uh, you know <laughs> but when you listen to that song you know when that church choir is getting shot like you know it's there uh and it i can't imagine what it would be like to listen to it and enjoy the song and then watch the video and just see how your your own perceptions and, and appreciation has been undercut but yeah you know what's going on in the song because you've watched the video because it sort of instantly sticks with you yeah I love artists that can make you feel complicit in something, but not like turned off necessarily. Yeah, that's that is that is this all over all over this video. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you're definitely aware of the role you play, um, which is pro- again like that's good. Uh, you can't get away. It's it's the kind of thing that you can't get away with not having an opinion about. Like he's done such a strong strong piece of art um, that you can't just get away with uh with like going oh i saw it i didn't really get it uh, or it didn't really affect me it's like no you there's some image in there that stuck with you whether you want to talk about it or not there's something there and you can't say that about a lot of art actually jamar who are you 
Uh, yeah, so my name is Jamar. I'm born and raised Bronx, New York, but living in Miami now. Uh, black. Uh, my family's Jamaican, but I was pretty much raised in America, so I kind of identify somewhere between that, you know, Jamaican-American aspect. Okay, cool. And um, how did you find out about This Is America? Uh, internet. I feel like uh, I woke up in the morning and saw everybody talking about it, and um, then I was seeing, you know, the tweets of Donald just tweeting the link to it, and then I finally said, you know what, let me just watch this and get it out the way. Um, but yeah, it was the internet, basically. And what was your first reaction when you finished? Like you said, you did it in the morning, like first thing? Yeah. Um, eh, I mean, I think I had breakfast first. I don't remember. So it wasn't like first, first thing, but it was one of the first things I did that day. And um, I think my reaction was like, oh, shit, like, damn, that was crazy. Um, I think that was pretty much it. And I knew it was going to be something everybody's going to be talking about for a while. Yeah. And what did you think he was talking about in the video? um america like straight up and um you know it's interesting like as i thought about the video and like you know coming to have a conversation with anybody about it like to me you know art could be everything or it could be nothing like sometimes people just do something because it looks cool and sometimes there's actual intent in the like there's a message or something Mm -hmm. and i felt like this is obviously this is in the middle, like it's something, but you know, there's definitely a possibility that we could be overanalyzing some things. Um, but I do, I think overall, I do get this sense of like, this is about how we, you know, like we as American citizens, um, are sort of maybe distracted by like entertainment, um, and things like that and being desensitized by violence at the same time. So like, you know, what I found interesting is how much the first watch and a couple of watches, like I'm really focused on his dancing and how great he is and, and the choreography, like all of that is just straight up amazing. While there's a lot of violence and stuff happening in the background that I might not be paying attention to. And, you know, it, it, skipping forward to like, I, I think about the line to, uh, towards the end of the song or a little bit before the song is ending where it's like, you know, black man, get your money, black man, get your money. And I think about that, like, was that meant to be inspirational? Like, yo, just get your money, dog. Or is that actually, you know, critical? Like, yeah, go ahead. Just keep focusing on getting money while the whole world is falling apart around you, you know? So that's something that sticks with me. And as I'm saying, I don't know if it's like, that's what he's trying to say, but that's just like what I took from it or could take from it. Yeah, and what's your take on that kind of thing, on getting money while the world's falling apart? Is that self-defense? I mean, is it a good thing? <laughs> it, it's it's it, That's a question that, like, um, almost hurts me, like, every day. Um, you know, I think about, like, I'm a very, like, strategic person. Like, all day I'm overthinking things and my next move and all that. And, you know, I'm always analyzing the core problem of things, you know, whether it's solving something at work or, like, yo, how are we going to actually fix the world? And I all I can think of is that like, you know, you got to make money. Like in this world, you either got to make the money and and somehow try to take the system down within it, or it's going to have to be some crazy revolution, you know, but even revolutions require money. Um, But, you know, how I I critique it though, is like, you know, there's some people and you you talk to black people and they're like, yo, you know, we got to just build our own. We just got to build wealth and blah, blah, blah. And I think like, yeah, that, that makes sense, but that's nothing new. Like, you know, there was the whole black wall street thing that happened where they, they set up a whole, um, 
you know, community that was thriving and then white people came and snatched that shit away. So it's like that can't be the only strategy. Like there's something else that we're missing, you know, and I think it is part defensive and it is part offensive, um, you know, on the offense. Like we have to make our money, but it's like we still got to stay even extra woke. Like the money, money is still part of this system that, you know, wants to break us down. And what's crazy, too, I, I, something I always thought about is like the way this whole system is designed too. like when you're making money, like they're still making money off of you. Yeah. So it's like you're never going to be richer than the person who is making money off of you, you know. So it's like, how is that actually going to solve the problem? Like, I'm, I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, I think about that a lot because um, like the land, your landlord doesn't care about morals. Mm-hmm. Like he wants mm-hmm. his check on the first of the month every month. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to compromise uh, mm-hmm. and submit to capitalism a little bit, mm-hmm. unless you've like succeeded to a point where you can op- opt out. Mm-hmm. And that only happens after like you really succeed at capitalism. Like you got to be mm-hmm. a Jay Z mm-hmm. or a Kanye to even try that. But even they are. I mean, and it's unfortunate. Like I think about it all the time. Like I think even they are somewhat trapped in the system. It's like you know Jay Z went ahead and bought Title or whatever, and you know with Title he still has his white partners and white investors and stuff that he still has to answer to so it's like i think you know a better way for us to really get our freedom would be you know trying to get back our sovereignty somehow and it's like perhaps when you get to a certain level it's not about you know getting richer within the system it's sort of buying your way out and like trying to free other people somehow you know like i don't know like it could have been like reinvesting back in africa or something and making sure those countries can become you know not reliant on america or something of that nature yeah so do you think the song is um appreciating the place we have in america right now or just documenting i think it's somewhat of a documentary um i think it's it's definitely like yo this is what's going on like right now um it's 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 not even trying to give us any answers um i don't think it's 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 meant to do that it's it's not like uh that like it's not that smart like he's not saying anything new or interesting about it he's just like yo this is what's going on and it's interesting like i thought about you know one of the things i like about the song like when you think about the song itself and you don't watch the video the song sits in it like i've, I've used i was using a spectrum of like 21 savage and young thug to like talib quali mm. and this song really sits much closer to like 21 savage and um young thug in terms of like the lyrics and whatnot um though the the talib quali like messaging is like very uh it's it's like it's like subconsciously there but it was the video that i think made people really pay attention to like some of the lyrics and say like oh shit this is actually a very like woke song that's going on here which i found very interesting and then you know my my mind kind of traveled i was like you know when you think about it you know, we probably would think like, oh, yeah, you know, Talib Kweli is definitely like political and woke music and he's making statements. But I'm like, you know, in a way, 21 Savage, you can look at as like even if you don't want to say he is woke, I think there is some wokeness to like his music and his existence. Like the fact that 21 Savage shouldn't exist in this world, like there shouldn't be someone who's gone through that kind of life and has to make that kind of money. I mean, make that kind of music to exist in America, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. like there there shouldn't be this kind of violence. And what's interesting is that, you know, again, he's just out here living his truth and his truth is even like, look, 
this is what I'm going through. Bang, bang, you know, 21 Savage, got all these bodies. And I'm not saying this to preach or change anything. Like, this is just who I am. And that's true. There's so many people in the, you know, in America that are just like that. Um, and you can't, like, we can't pretend that everybody's woke. So it's just like, as you observe that and see that these people exist, to me, that is also like somewhat of a wake up call, you know, and it's not like a critique on 21 or anybody else who makes like gangsta ratchet music like that. It's just like, dang, like, this shit knocks, but it's like, it shouldn't. Like, this shouldn't be what's going on, you know? And I think that's something the video was doing, too. It's just like, yo, his dance moves are real crazy. Like, yo, this song's mad catchy. Like, this is dope. But it's like, it shouldn't exist. Like, this shouldn't this shouldn't be reality. Yeah, it's rooted in injustice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, there was, um, like, Big Crit is a rapper I appreciate a lot. And he recently did a song called Nick's Messages. Mm-hmm. Like, about his own music, where he's like, you know, like, yeah, I love and respect women, but, like, I love to go to the strip club too. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole song, like he's not like saying like this is okay because I'm this or I'm that. He's just like, look, like life is complex. Yeah. Straight up. Like nobody's a hundred percent good or bad. Um, everybody's got something going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I love that in twenty eighteen, like, we can see these people in public. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times I think growing up, we kind of our models are our parents, our you know, the adults immediately around us. And mm-hmm. they're trying to put on their best face for us. Mm-hmm. But like, they've got dirt too, yeah. You know, and I yep. think that the more honest we are about that kind of thing, the better off we are in the long run. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what yep. was the most striking image in the video for you? Like, what what Ooh. stuck with you the most? I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, honestly, it's it's the two shootings that happened. Mm. Um, and the thing for me was it, it they were disturbing, but in the way that i think it it may have been intended um like for me the first shooting um when he shoots um i think is it trayvon's uncle trayvon's father uh no it's just a guitarist it's just a guitarist okay i thought there's some sort of yeah people online said that but it was um the dude who like it actually is came out and was like nah like they called me (laughs) and i came up for two days to shoot (laughs) well um that shooting i thought was beautiful um, and I want to put that in like in quotes, like it, 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 it wasn't, it shouldn't have been beautiful, but it was like yeah. the way he pulled out the gun and all of that was very like ballet, like, you know, yeah, and it's artful. like, yeah, very artful. And it's like, violence is not supposed to be that, but here it is. Like he did that. He did that. He made me feel that that was beautiful. And I, ha- and I hate that, you know, it's not supposed to be that. And I think that's something America does with violence as well. Um, and then the second shooting to me was funny. Um, and again, I want to put funny in quotes, like it, it shouldn't be funny, it, but it was the way he, uh, you know, the choir was all like happy and giddy when we first see them. And then Donald like opens up the door and just like peeks his head in looking very like, I don't know, Tom and Jerry isk or something like oh, silly. For sure. Yeah. And then just like tiptoe, like he didn't literally tiptoe, but it felt like a little tiptoe dance into the room like what's up y'all i'm just gonna dance with y'all and then a gun just gets like thrown off screen like that's all comedy and then he shoots them and then just goes about the rest of the video and it's like that's fucking funny it shouldn't be but it is and yeah it, it was and it's bad and that's like america you know like i don't i don't know yeah that's a really good point man mm-hmm. because um i feel like comedy and horror they both rely on the surprise like you think it's going one way then in, oh no it turns left mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. now you're in it Mm-hmm. And this video did a really good job of doing that. Um, even with like the dancing, like you kind of get like sucked in a little bit. Like he's mm-hmm. doing like that body roll in the front, and you're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is going to be like his D'Angelo video. Mm-hmm. 
and it wasn't <laughs> not, not at all, at all. <laughs> dang or it was it was his d'angelo video and his uh senorita um oh Vince yeah Staple. i love that video too really good uh go for it hi uh my name is esther kim and i am korean american what was your reaction the first time you finished it Ooh, um the first time i knew that i didn't understand it because like yeah like i knew i didn't understand it I was just enjoying it and grooving with it and like kind of catching some stuff like SZA um, on the car and uh, some, I don't know, like I could tell there was something there. I could mm-hmm. tell there was a lot there. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't grow up with all of the cultural touchstones that were in the music video, but then like all the political stuff was pretty overt. So I caught it right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So like, choir and then with the police cars and um with the usage of the guns and everything the portrayal like that was pretty self-evident um but it took a few watches to see like the placement of his body as well and then it took like quite honestly again the internet (laughs) telling me everything that i had missed to really understand it um the way he meant and it was interesting too because can I ask you questions? Like, yeah, does that work? Yeah, like, did you find that it was pretty like on the nose the first time around? Yeah, I would say it was um, blunt. Might be the word that I would use. Yeah, because uh, I kind of like caught what he was throwing. It's just he threw it in an interesting way. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like I talked to somebody about... I forget who, because I'm terrible, but... um, I talked to somebody about it, or they commented, and... There are a few people who are like, okay, cool, like, read all the different reviews, they'll tell you what you missed. And that's, like, the first thing... That's Those were all the articles that I first remember seeing Mm -hmm. after the video dropped. Like, like, all these um, different publications trying to like catch up and then teach like i guess non black america about like all the different things that are referenced in the video yeah um, which is like thank god for it because i certainly didn't catch everything like what stuck out to you in that in that category um i guess like there was the and I guess we're all guessing here to a certain extent, but I think some of them are like pretty, you know, like on the nose. So there was the rider in the background on horse, mm-hmm. on the white horse, representing like death as one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse being escorted by a police car. Um, that one was interesting. Um, the uh, the pose that he did when he first shot the man in the first few seconds as a reference to uh, the Sambo character, mm-hmm. like portrayal, um, that one, like it was so deliberate. You knew it had to be something, but again, I couldn't quite place exactly what that was until somebody like 
did the research and gave me an article. Um, yeah, yeah, you said that the the placement of his body was interesting to you. Kind of what what do you mean? I guess, um, or rather, you paid attention to it. Like, kind of, what did you get out of that? Yeah, well, like with the foregrounding of it versus you know in the dance sequences and everything versus like everything else going on in the background, like it was so deliberate in terms of like covering the screen and then the dancing and um, I guess like the movement because like there's African dance clearly um, and that was like my first read through where I was just like oh that's like all the popular dances that's some like African dance moves and like the guitar riffs and the woo 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 like chorus Mm -hmm. Uh, like all of it just kind of gelled together into what you would expect out of um, just like a really fun video yeah for sure you know so that and then um yeah just like the close-up of his body versus um even like when he was placed in the foreground versus the the middle ground versus the background um i found really interesting in terms of what he was allowing you to s- where he was placing your attention so very deliberately mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where it was it's kind of like I guess Beyonce's Lemonade or or anything ever directed by I think it's the director's name is Hiro Mukai. Uh Murai. Murai. Yeah. <laughs> Hiro Murai. Um where you just have to watch it a few times to catch everything that's going on. And I almost appreciate that like coming from a comics background. Mm-hmm. Because I'm so used to reading a comic, going back and like catching some of the visual cues that I might have missed, and then really unpacking it like the third time around. If it's like a really good comic that that rewards that kind of um, read through, yeah, for sure. So I always appreciate that. That was really that was really fun. Yeah, interesting. Head scratching, <laughs> <laughs> and almost frustrating because again, like. I didn't quite have the tools to know all the references. I'm curious. You said that you ended up looking up a lot and reading a lot about it. Did the yeah. video, did it teach you anything or change your mind on any on any position? Or was it just more kind of um, like, yep, this is America? <laughs> well, like, so my, my problem or my, just my personal experience, it's not a problem. It's a personal experience thing and like, one that I grapple with always, but as an Asian American, like when you say shit like this is America, like you know what I hear? I hear my mom. <laughs> like mm. not that I'm saying Childish Gambino is anything like my mother, but like she's I didn't oh my god, I was thinking about this the other day. She's really fucking brutal when it comes to the idea of America as a dream. She's because not into the dream? She's I mean, the thing is, like, she can appreciate what she has here, but one of the really interesting things about my mom versus, say, like, my dad's side of the family or um, or other Korean-Americans, maybe, is that she actually came from a position of incredible class privilege mm. uh, in Korea. So, like, her father was extremely wealthy. She was, she grew up pretty wealthy um and like first class like top tier like rich spoiled princess 
So when she came to America and was treated like a second-class citizen, literally, figuratively, in almost every arena of her life, that was almost an even huger culture shock for her than like my dad, whose family came over in the 70s, poor as church mice, sponsored by a U.S. Uh, military man. And landing in, like, Mississippi and then mo- moving on up to, like, Maryland. Like, on my mom's side of the family, everyone, of course, went to college. And everyone had, like, corporate jobs. And, like, her father had was, like, CEO of a company and shit like that. On my dad's side of the family, like, um, everyone making it to college was, like, a huge deal. Yeah. So it's this incredible thing where, like, I didn't appreciate this or realize it growing up but i'm increasingly fucking with my mother's version of of america where she would she would quote she would quote upton sinclair's the jungle at us like intense yeah like like i mean you know like when we were growing up she would quote that at us and then she made us read it and it was one of those things where like she because she went from a place of privilege to losing all of that and being treated like um, like a foreigner, an immigrant, um, an outsider, an outcast, and like um, completely lesser in every way, like she really understood what that difference was, like how differently she could have been treated in America. And so, you know, when you say shit like this is America, like that's the first thing I flash on. And then it sticks in my head, and I can't stop thinking about it. What was the most like resonant part of the video for you? What stuck with you? That I don't know. The final shot. Oh, of him running through the darkness. Yeah, just because there's so much silence and like so many beats, especially in the video between when he takes that break to like smoke, and then when he ends up in the hallway running. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything about it is so disjointed, whereas, like, everything else in the video was almost like a continuous shot or, like, in the same arena with the same type of lighting, clearly in the same space. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there was something about it that um, I, I rewatched that part a whole bunch. It was just, I don't know, it worked so well. It's so horrifying, the look on his face after all the different types of faces I had made throughout the video and to go from just relaxed in that scene where his hand is posed like a gun, but he clearly doesn't actually have a gun in his hands Mm -hmm. to go from that breath to flat out running for your fucking life with a look of like the most obscene, like terror and horror on your face. Mm Mm-hmm. That one struck me as like this is this is it this is what it's like like you're never gonna catch a breath you don't know really what it's like and the entire experience can go from thinking you're you're just living your life and taking a breath and like having like a moment to breathe and rest to everyone chasing you. Like, yeah, it's intense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like, that was the one that kind of, I mean, yes, I, like, at first watch, when he just casually shoots 
the man with the guitar in the chorus, the 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 gospel choir, mm-hmm. like absolutely. But I guess maybe something too about the way that the song just keeps on going and he evaporates those moments with a beautiful like a cheerful chorus or like a rap or something else kind of relays that message of oh yeah we all move on like that's just how it happens but then like that end note i don't know yeah it's haunting so uh i'm julian lytle uh maker co-host a speaker talk sometimes and uh i'm black blacky black 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 (laughs) black on both sides (laughs) did the did the video make you like the song more or change how how you the quality of the song for you actually it didn't um i'm actually pretty used to the way donald glover and hero mariah works Mm mm-hmm you know, going by, by some of their previous videos, like the one with the bunch of Donalds in the diner, and um, the one where he's talking to the girl, he's dancing. I forgot. Oh, uh, he does that moonwalk with his fingers. Uh huh. Oh, uh, that sober. Shit. That video. Sober. Is super oh, <sighs> sober. Such a good song. Um, and of course the joint Telegraph Ave, how it goes straight, Korean horror movie at the end, mm-hmm. or just anime horror. Like, oh, when I'm when I'm when I'm watching. This is America. For me personally, it just feels like the actual end to season two of Atlanta. But I was like, they could play this right at the end of the episode, and it'll be like, you know, yeah, Coda. Fit. Yeah, like this is this is what we're talking about. This is Robin season. Sonically, with the music, that really really joyous music, and then into like that real dark trap. Uh really works because not only is trap really popular it's been something i've been saying for like a good couple of years now is that trap music and rap music right now is very very depressive Mm -hmm. um it gets you jumping in the club but the actual sound sonically and the lyrics are very 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 depressive and i i i like that It, it speaks to me because maybe right now I'm pretty cynical and pessimistic, but I'm really, really engaged, taken aback a bit by just how, just how good Donald is right now. Hmm. Like he wasn't a good rapper seven years ago. Not to me. Yeah, same here. He wasn't a good mu- musician to me as a whole. Like. A lot of people kind of just came up on him recently, but like when I first figured out he was rapping, I really went back and listened to all his, all his stuff, and it was rough in the beginning. The "I am not a rapper" stuff is pretty, it's pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now it's it's he like he can legit do it. Like he really honed his craft, and you know a lot has to be said about. His his collaborator Hero Mirai and like all the people he was working with, his royalty, you know, as he likes to call his, oh his uh, it's crew. his crew, yeah, his like his his collaborators, um, they they they're doing they're doing good things creatively that a lot of people aren't doing entirely, and they're doing a lot of things that are different 
yet on par with a lot of other black creatives within Hollywood and filmmaking. And yeah, I really just watched it again before I spoke with you. I wanted to watch it and I watched it muted. Mm-hmm. And I watched it. With I sound still want to do that. Somebody mentioned they saw it with the sound off, and I was like, "That's got to be a different experience." It is. It like it, it really helps you focus on all the visuals. Like some people, like, I had to watch it again. But if you watch it with no sound, you're actually able to see everything way more clearly. Um, I read an interview with Hiro Mirai. I think it was with Vanity Fair, and he was speaking about it. And he was like, "A lot of the um, the." The imperatives for some of the the treatment for this was uh, from the film Mother, uh, starring Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem. I think it's Aronofsky. Mm -hmm. It was a very divisive film. Uh, I remember watching that film, and as everybody was into it in the beginning, and as it really got into its climax of violence, because in a lot of ways, as a quote-unquote spoiler, it kind of shows you the history of the world within a two-hour frame, and mm-hmm. the last 20 minutes is pure and utter chaos and violence. And that's the part where I was the only one in the theater sitting up and was really engaged as everybody drew back in. It was one of the most interesting experiences I had being a film critic. Uh, I was the only one who walked out. I was like, I love this! <laughs> and then when I read that, I was like, ah, I'm not the only person that really peaked up on like this cynical nature of like what happened with the western world and there's a lot of it's it's that's what i see them them saying in the video it's not all heavy-handed like here i can write you a treatise on every every second frame but like you know things is really messed up right now and this is kind of what it looks like yeah so do you think that um actually i asked jamar this question as well i'm curious about your take do you think that he's documenting what America is like or is it something else? Uh, I don't know if you can fairly say he's documenting America. Mm-hmm. I think he's sitting back from his place and he's seeing the way we are now and it's, and, and it's a dystopia. Like we've just went through another school shooting. Yeah. Uh, we went two a, yesterday. It was crazy. Oh, it was two. Yeah, I thought there was it was another just in the one. evening. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we went through. I'm not even going to lie. I wasn't even phased. Mm-hmm. I I watched an interview with a child that basically says, "I just expected this to happen here because they happen all the time." Mm-hmm. Um, black people. What's the the best one of the best lines I paid in full is. Niggas get shot every day, B. Yeah. Um, like, there's so much in that. Like, that's that's what it is. So that even when my problems, I have problems with older with older people, and I say older, I mean like older Gen Xers to younger baby boomers with the issues of him showing, or even some millennials was like, why do you have to show black on black violence, you know, or violence from black people on another black person? It's like. That that's but that's what we sh- that's what we're shown. Mm-hmm. Like, you do you think it actually is good to sh- continually share the videos of the black people dying? Like, do these people actually think that? Like, I know it's important. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like you shouldn't see it because I'm I I look at the death videos, but like, yo, do we do we, we all really need to see Philando Castile bleed out? Yeah, I mean that had me depressed. 
Um, there was that, I think it was 2015 when those videos were really coming out, like every week, it felt like. 2015, tw- the end of 2014 all the way through the beginning of 2016. Yeah, that had me um, done. I didn't even watch the Philando Castile video. I actually saw that on Wyatt Cenac's Problem Areas where they air it and they cut out the shooting part. But they mm-hmm. leave in the part where the little girl is like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. And that's like maybe the saddest thing I've seen in my life. Oh, it's it's hard. It's even more. But I, And so when you see him first shoot someone, mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, A, yeah, that that's that's America right now. Like, it's all on film. Before, it was just hushed tones, paragraphs in the newspaper, uh, uh, anchors telling you blah, a person was shot at uh, 8.58 p.m. on this other this. Oh, but now we got it. We got it filmed, but B, like all the time. Like we see this shit all the time. So you think this isn't going to be in somebody's art? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to talk about this and explore this. How does this make you feel? How does it make them feel? He's going to ask you how it makes you feel by showing it the way he did. With a bag over the head. Like, yo, America tortures motherfuckers. Yeah. That's real shit. We got that documented. They've had hearings. Like, the the, the choir is a, is a clear... That's one of the most... That's the most blatant example in the entire video. Like, motherfuckers shoot up choirs, B. They shoot up church people now. I, I find it interesting that almost... There's so many of the kids... All the kids in the video, or I should say underage people, all have school uniforms on. Which I think is interesting because I don't want to read into it. I'm just bringing in my own personal shit. But I remember there was a lo- there was a, a real serious thing when I was younger that like, yo, black kids need to wear uniforms so they don't focus on their clothing. Oh, same here, yeah. And yeah, it was we, like the I, height of like gangs are gonna get us all too. Yeah, man. It was it was like a thing, like we gotta make sure they all wear uniforms and uniforms so they can focus on their studies and they won't focus on their clothes and looking fresh. Which then really ties into that episode of Atlanta with FUBU. Mm-hmm. It was all about like all that shit with like a shirt. Uh, I I don't know if you could, I don't know if I could personally take This Is America away from Atlanta either. Like I don't know it just fits too purposely to whatever themes they was exploring in that show. Yeah, my intake on Atlanta this season was that was that it's about how we do anything. We survive by any means. Yeah. I mean, and that's what Robin's season is. Is like, like if you don't have, you got to take. And then this is America. I think he's showing like this is what happens when we take. Yeah. This is what that leads to. Yeah. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Look how I'm living now. Police be tripping now. Yeah, this is America. Guns in my area. My area. I got the strap.